BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to Defense Matters, where we're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter, a.k.a. The Green Ranger, if you're playing in any leagues with me. Um, I'm a senior writer at Dynasty Nerds, co-host of the IDP 411 podcast. And yeah, this is the uh, Defense Matters podcast. Guys, today we're going to be going over our week two IDP rankings. Um, week one came, went. It was awesome. It was a good time. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute. But um, before we get to the actual rankings, guys, if you want to subscribe, make sure you click the bell. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and, a, and a review, a five-star review and a rating would be awesome if you guys want to leave me that. Don't forget that the Dynasty Nerds GM, uh, the Dynasty GM giveaway through Dynasty Nerds is going to be taking place in just a couple of days. I'm going to announce the winner for that. So make sure you leave a review if you want to get in on that contest, get a free month of Dynasty GM and as well as a free month of the Nerd Herd. And yeah, as always, the mission is to provide quality, high quality defensive fantasy football content for listeners every week to help them make their best decisions week in and week out. So what's up, guys? Happy to be back with you. Um, guess we'll just start by going over some news real quick before we jump right into the rankings. Um, There's some injuries week one. We had some big performances as well, which I'll kind of go over. Um. Actually, I guess I'll start there. I'm going to go over the top performers at each position uh, in IDP 1-2-3 scoring, which you guys are probably so sick and tired of hearing me talk about IDP 1-2-3 scoring, but some of you may be new. And if you are new, welcome to the show. I appreciate the listen. Um, IDP 1-2-3 scoring is a scoring format that I prefer. I don't, not all my leagues, not even most of my leagues are IDP 1-2-3 scoring, but a lot of them are. Um, IDP 1-2-3 scoring is pretty simple. It's just one, two, and three point plays. Uh, quarterback hits and assisted tackles are one. Solo tackles and tackles for a loss are two. Fumble recoveries, forced fumbles, passes defended, safeties and block kicks are three. And then you're still going to get your touchdown points, your six-point plays. Those are going to be your sacks, your interceptions, and your IDP touchdowns. So week one was awesome. We had some surprises. We had some guys that weren't surprising. Um, we'll just go ahead and start. The the top finishers week one um, in IDP 1-2-3 scoring was Alden Smith at the defensive line, who – you really should be going to add um, if he's available in your league. 
he was a guy tweeted out yesterday or two days ago, you know, you should check your waiver wire for Alden Smith. Kind of a surprise for everybody. Um, playing a ton of snaps week one, getting a, like 11, 12 tackles, a sack. I mean, he was very busy um, compared to his counterpart, Demarcus Lawrence, who was not busy. Um, I'm so scared of Demarcus Lawrence, guys. It's unreal. Um, all the all the alert bells are going off in my head, red flags. Put him, uh, put him on the block in a league. Nobody even said anything to me, which is kind of a feeble attempt to get rid of him. But, yeah, you're going to want to go get Alden Smith. I'm not going to have him as my number one guy this week. But he did end up with 27 points. Like I said, a big day um, at the position. He was your number one guy. Linebacker in week one, the number one guy. This was a surprise. This was Jerome Baker. But, I mean, he came out and he balled out. He had a huge week one, um, you know, coming out 13 solo tackles, a sack, 16 total tackles. Um, quarterback hit and a forced fumble. It's a big day for a boy. So 23 years old. He's a guy in Dynasty that I've, you know, I was drafting as like a three this year. And coming out week one and getting that number one spot really showed people what's up. Um, well, I had some crazy questions on Twitter. Somebody's like, oh, one quarter, one linebacker league. But they're like, oh, should I drop Jerome Baker for Darius Leonard for Jerome Baker? No, you shouldn't drop Darius Leonard for Jerome Baker. Not yet. Um, but Jerome Baker ended up with 40 IDP 1 to 3 points uh, compared to Alden Smith's 27. And then your top DB on the week, this is a guy who took it all to the house, uh, 44 points was Marcus May. He had a monster day. I mean, it was Jamal, you know, Jamal Adams-esque. But uh, 10 total tackles, 7 solo, 2 sacks, uh, 2 passes defended, and a forced fumble. Now, those are those are a bunch, a bunch of impact plays. So for a guy that, you know, Sunday morning when we were worried about a hamstring or whatever, um, he came out and he looked just fine. He had a great big day. So good for him. Bully him, as they like to say. So those were your top three performers in IDP one, two, three, week one. Um injuries to to note, pay attention to. We did lose Drew Tranquil. He's probably out for the season. Um Nick Kukowski is questionable right now, some sort of pectoral injury. Uh Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano both have uh leg injuries. So they're gonna be lower in my rankings until they're out, guys. Um for the full rankings, by the way, go to idparmy.com. They should be up there. Uh, so but today we're just going to go over the top 24 at each position. It's not going to be a super deep dive. I'm going to give you guys my comments, my thoughts on some certain guys in the top 24 at each position. As always, the uh, defensive line especially is going to be catered to sleeper. That's where I play in most of my leagues. That's where a lot of people play in their leagues. I think this time next year, if sleeper can get their speed situation figured out, um, they're already the most intuitive, you know, user-friendly platform, in my opinion, uh, just being able to be on your phone and all that. So I'm looking towards the future, and I'm just kind of preparing for that. Um, one other big piece of news, that right after last week's episode that I dropped, <clears throat> Sleeper made some designation changes. Some people were mad. Some people were not mad. There was a mess up at first. But anyway, ultimately what ended up happening was several guys, TJ Watts, Jack Barrett, Harold Landry, um, a few other linebackers that are outside linebackers were finally given uh, DL eligibility, like some of their co-counterparts, Robert Quinn, JPP, Brian Burns, Monta Sweat. Those guys all had dual designations in sleeper. TJ Watt, Barrett, Harold Landry did not. I'm using them as an example because they're the three kind of most prominent IDP players that got um, the DL tag finally. A few other guys did, but it, it's really nice to have that ability. So this week, you know, last week, uh, TJ Watt was in the linebacker segment this week. He will be in the DL segment because, again, I do cater to sleeper because that's where I play. So, all right, six minutes in. Let's get this Let's get this stuff rolling, guys. So, week two, IDP rankings. We're going to start with the defensive line, and we will hit off the top 12, same as last time, then we'll go through the next 12, and then we'll just keep rolling. So, week two, IDP rankings. I got Aaron Donald at one, TJ Watt at two, Nick Bosa at three, Cameron Hayward at four, Miles Garrett at five, Cameron Jordan at six, Chandler Jones at seven, Joey Bosa eight, Dante Fowler nine, Sam Hubbard ten, Jason Pierre Paul eleven, and Chris Jones at twelve. Um, the the first big thing I want to talk about just to get out of the way is Aaron Donald. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about how he gets Philly this week. I mean, people that don't even play IDP know who Aaron Donald is. There's a lot of fantasy people being like, oh, Aaron Donald's going to have a 1,000 sacks against the Eagles and all this. He might. I mean, he could, but Aaron Donald's just one man. Um, 
So I don't know if he's going to have a thousand sacks necessarily. I think he'll be busy. Um, but, you know, they have elusive running backs if Miles Sanders back. So the tackles for loss might not be there deep in the backfield. Um, but the line is trash. So Aaron Donald should be able to get through. He's set up well to have a big day for you. So that's why he's at number one. TJ Watt, number two, obviously. I mean, TJ Watt is the best edge rusher in the NFL. Um, you know, I'm going to get on my soapbox one more time about him. You know, he scored 17 points this week, the same number in IDP one, two, three scoring, which was the same number as um, same number of points as Bobby Wagner, same number of points as Deion Jones. Um, he had one tackle and zero sacks. So you're probably like, okay, so how does that work? Because TJ Watt gets points anywhere and everywhere on the field. He is not a guy that is pigeonholed into, you know, a tackle guy or a sack guy or, you know, this kind of these kind of traditional binds that people have put on IDP. Um, you know, he still ended up with 18 points because he had an interception, because he had a tackle for a loss, because he had, you know, two pass deflections. That's already beating, I mean, you know, that's as many pass deflections as, uh, as a guy like um, Daniel Hunter has in his whole career. <clears throat> TJ Watt had two the other night. Daniel Hunter, in his six, seven-year NFL career, has only had three pass deflections ever. So, like, you're just looking at things like that, auxiliary stats, uh, impact plays, as I like to call them. And TJ Watt can do it. He doesn't have to have a sack. People are like, oh, if he doesn't have a sack, he's useless. He didn't have a sack this week. He had more points than Christian Kirksey. He had or as many points as Christian Kirksey, as many points as Jalen Smith, as many points as more than Fred Warner, more than Deion Jones, more than Bobby Wagner, more than Shaq Thompson. Um, you know, I'm just putting it out there, guys. Like you this whole sack guy, tackle guy thing is just this whole narrative is just it's it's outdated. Um, you can get points other ways. Most of your leagues award points in other ways. IDP content providers need to just stop looking at tackles and sacks and snaps. Like there's, those are sure those are great. And those are the most meaningful things, but they are not the only thing by any means that counts. Um, and fading guys because they don't fit into your little box means you're just not looking hard enough, especially if it's a guy like TJ Watt who can finish in the top 20 with one tackle and no sacks. So he's my number two guy this week. He gets Houston. Deshaun Watson is tough to bring down, but that Steelers line produces so much pressure. You know, I'm going to talk about Cam Hayward, too. He's at four. Steelers line produces so much pressure with all those guys on that line. Um, somebody's going to score. You know, Somebody's going to get home, and it wasn't T.J. Watt this last week. It wasn't Hayward this last week. But this next week, it very well could be. So Deshaun Watson better watch out. Next, we have Nick Bosa. Um, he didn't necessarily come through with a big game last week. I think he had 12 or 13 points, but he didn't dud. He wasn't a dud. You know, I'm looking at a dud as anything less than eight, you know, seven, six, five. Those are kind of what I call dud games. If you can get up to eight or nine, I think, you know, you're not sinking my team. He ended up with a pretty good game, but this week he gets a cushy matchup against the New York Jets. Sam Darnold is not good. Le'Veon Bell is gone. Um, this team is going to be out of sorts, as all Adam Gase teams are out of sorts. Uh, this should be the bounce back game for Nick Bosa or the blow up game for Nick Bosa should be saying he came very close to getting Kyler several times, but Kyler's just such a great scramble. I don't know if you guys watched that game. I kind of focused in on that game because I had a lot of fantasy relevant guys in there, but Kyler is very, he's elusive, um, you know, so Bosa was close to getting to him a couple times, but just couldn't get home. I think he's going to be able to get home on Stonehands, Darnold, um, statue, Darnold, Sam Darnold, who I don't think is that great. Already touched on Cam Hayward. We have Miles Garrett. He's coming in for me at four. He gets Cincinnati. That's actually tonight's game. <clears throat> um, I think he gets home tonight. I mean, Burrow, they, the the Chargers line gave a lot gave a lot of pressure to Burrow. They gave him some trouble. Um, I think Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi are going to be okay tonight. Uh, I expect him to get home on the rook. So Miles Garrett's high for me. Uh, you know, he's always got that upside, that explosive potential. Cameron Jordan. Needs no introduction. I mean, he's just – he's elite. Uh, he gets Las Vegas Raiders. That should be a good matchup for him. I mean, he's – some of those guys in that line are a little better than they were in the past, but it's still Cameron Jordan. He's – again, he's a do-it-all guy. He doesn't have to get a sack to get points. Um, so, I'm, I'm he's in my top five this week. Joey Bosa is at six. He's down a little bit, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is pretty elusive. That line is not terrible. Um, so I think, you know, I'm, this is a divisional game, so it should be fireworks. 
Uh, Joey Bosa does have some sort of elbow injury I read this morning or last night. So, but uh, he's a veteran. I mean, as long as his legs are working, I think he's going to be okay. I'm not overly concerned yet. It doesn't seem like it's a big deal. It seems more of a maintenance thing. So, coming to seven, I have Dante Fowler. Or wait here. Oh, he's not on my. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at a different list. I have Chandler Jones. Sorry. This is where the uh, the sleeper and then the, my fantasy pros rankings get a little confusing sometimes. So I'll look at one and I'll miss somebody else. But got Chandler Jones at seven. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. You guys know what Chandler Jones is. He still managed to get home with the sack on Jimmy Garoppolo this last week. Um, he looked a little big out there to me. Um, maybe he's put on a little weight in this offseason, but he still looked explosive, still looked powerful. We know Chandler Jones is an elite disruptor. Um, so I expect him to get home on a sack this week. You know, he gets Arizona, he gets Washington football team. Um, Dwayne Haskins is Dwayne Haskins. So I, like, I have full confidence in Chandler Jones this week. He's in my top 10 <clears throat> and guys, I'm sorry. I'm actually looking at this now. I should have brought up Chandler Jones before Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is at seven in my official, in my rankings on here, my sleeper rankings. Um, in my fantasy pros, Joey Bosa is actually seven. Um, Dante Fowler has a matchup against Dallas. I really like that matchup. I Dante Fowler was a little hurt last week, um, but he still came home with a half a sack. You saw Grady Jarrett look like a monster this last week. Having Grady Jarrett next to him means that there's always going to be pressures coming from somewhere else. It's not going to all be on him necessarily, which I think is important. You know, I mean, that's important to success for some of these guys is knowing that they have guys around them that are going to be taking some of that heat away. So, Dante Fowler, I still have him in my top 10 this week. He didn't let me down. He didn't have a smash game, but, you know, we saw we saw Dallas give – we saw the Rams give uh, Dallas a little bit of trouble, and I think that this line in Atlanta is a little better overall than the Rams line. So, I'm giving Dante Fowler a good, a good position this week, even though he didn't come through big. Sam Hubbard's at 10. He will play tonight. Guys, Sam Hubbard's back up to his old tricks, okay? Um Guy had like nine, what was it, eight or nine tackles this last week, no sacks. I mean, there's no safer DL floor in existence to Sam Hubbard. This guy is just, he racks up the tackles. Um, he's done it. He's always done it. Since I first started paying attention to him, he's done it. He's been efficient with his snaps as far as tackles are concerned. Yeah, he doesn't get monster uh, sack numbers, but that's fine because this is IDP. I want points, and I don't want a player that's going to do get me points in his type of way. You know, I don't need him to fit into my box. I just need him to score for me. He's not the big upside swing guy that I love, like Chandler Jones, like TJ Watt. But at the same time, knowing that I can put every every lineup I have Sam Hubbard in, let's put it this way, I look at it and, like, I just have this very general sense of contentment because I know, okay, like, I'm not taking him out. He's going to be fine. So that's a great feeling to have for a defensive lineman. It's a pretty rare feeling to have for a defensive lineman, too, because you get all these boom-bust weeks. But Sam Hubbard has a very safe floor. He comes in at 10 for me this week. Jason Pierre-Paul at 11. Um, JPP, he got home last week with a sack, which was nice. He gets Carolina this week, another divisional matchup. I'm expecting big things for him. Um, Shaq Barrett. Uh, should probably also be considered here. I don't actually, I don't know why I don't have him in my rankings here. Um, he should probably be at 12 guys. And I have Chris Jones next after that. Chris Jones, stone hands or stone cold. My bad. Plays chargers. Um, we get another tie rod situation. I think that, you know, Chris Jones was just blowing people up. He's elite. He needs to be treated like he's elite. You know, we have two guys that are kind of interior defensive linemen on the top of this list with Cam Hayward and Chris Jones. Aaron Donald too, so there's three. So don't let anybody tell you that you need to separate your DLs and DTs. You can, but you know you can play a DT as a DL confidently, especially some of these top end guys. So that was my top twelve. I'm gonna read them back to you guys again here. Aaron Donald's one, TJ Watt two, Nick Bosa three, Cameron Hayward four, Miles Garrett five, Cameron Jordan six, Chandler Jones seven, Joey Bosa eight, Dante Fowler nine, Sam Hubbard ten, Jason Pierre Paul eleven, and Chris Jones came in at twelve. Uh, those are the guys I'm feeling great this week as ones. I feel like they have the most upside. So I'm going to get to the rest of these fellas. Um, and again, I'm sorry about this graphic. If you're on YouTube, I have uh, Jason Pierre-Paul at 11. I really wanted to put, I need to put Shaq Barrett, put him at 12 guys in your mind. Uh, he's not, a, you can't put him in 12 in my in my fantasy pros because he's a linebacker. But if you're playing on sleeper and DL, I would be looking at Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett as kind of similar to your same kind of guys, back-to-back. So 10 and 11. And Chris Jones was at 12. So I'm going to read off the rest of these guys now. 
So now we're getting into the the last little bit here. These are my twos for the week. We have J.J. Watt coming in at 13. We have Grady Jarrett coming in at 14. Carlos Dunlop, 15. Chase Young, 16. Frank Clark, 17. Demarcus Lawrence, 18. Justin Houston, 19. Eric Armstead, 20. Calais Campbell, 21. Melvin Ingram, 22. DeForest Buckner, 23. And Trey Flowers coming in at 24. Um, J.J. Watt lets you down. He's got another tough assignment this week. J.J. Watt plays Baltimore. That's going to be tough, but it's J.J. Watt. So, you know, I'm not – I can't fade him too much. He's still in my top 12. He comes in at, like I said, there at 13. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Grady Jarrett, like, same thing I said for Dante Fowler. I mean, he just – the line overall looks really good. They both look very explosive. Got a good matchup against Dallas. I mean, Dallas has got a good line, but at the same time, you know, this it's been a good line for a while. These guys are kind of, you know, these young pass rushers, these guys, Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler, they're really coming into their own. Whereas the guys on this Dallas line, a lot of them are kind of, you know, they've been stalwarts for a while. So I expect them to be up to the task. Let's put it that way. Carlos Dunlap coming in again. He's going to be um, 15 for me. Matchup against Cleveland tonight. Dunlop, uh, you know, he's just been a consistent pass rusher. He's doesn't didn't play as many snaps week one as Hubbard did, but he's more likely to get home on the sack, in my opinion, than Hubbard is. So Carlos Dunlop, you know, they're he and Sam Hubbard both finished top fifteen last year. They're both going to be quality players, and Hubbard does. Aaron Dunlop's not a slouch in the tackle department either. So Chase Young blew up this last week. He, I think, he led the um, the Washington Red or not Redskins, the Washington Football Team in defensive snaps. So uh, they obviously are not easing him into any sort of situation. He is already the guy. Um, and he had, you know, a sack and a half, a forced fumble, um, and quite a few tackles. So he's a guy that you're already plugging and playing uh, weekly. So he comes in as a 16 for me. Frank Clark, he got home with his sack last week, plays the Chargers. He and Chris Jones, again, they're probably both going to be pretty high every week unless they have a terrible matchup or they're injured. Demarcus Lawrence coming next. Um, you know, 18, I'm worried guys. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about DeMarcus Lawrence. Um, but he gets Atlanta, Matt Ryan likes to stand in the pocket. Maybe he gets home this week. I'm really, this week is going to be a kind of a critical week in my opinion for DeMarcus Lawrence. It's going to decide whether he's going to be like last year, a guy that is always down in this lower area for me, generally speaking, just because I don't know if the upside exists anymore. And I hate to say that because he's, he's a young athletic capable guy it's just like eventually you have to get home and he's just not getting home similar to like khalil mack um the guy just he had a cush matchup this last week he didn't do shit so i mean i don't know what to say about it. i mean you're still a great nfl player you're still everybody loves you you're disruptive blah blah, blah. i disruption doesn't get me points unfortunately i need sacks i need tackles i need interaction on the field with somebody besides the offensive lineman right in front of you um so Justin Houston came in at uh, 19. And again, these numbers are tough for me, guys, because I'm looking at a different list than the, the sleeper list I have. Uh, he gets Minnesota, which is a very plus matchup. He got home with his sack last week. So we like that. We love Justin Houston around here. He comes in at 19. Armstead gets the Jets again. He was not good last week. I'm not really sure what was up with that. But again, Kyler Murray was tough to get to the ground. I think he should have a bounce back week this week. Calais Campbell. Houston, Glaze Campbell, still disruptive. I think he had a pass deflection or two in his game this last week. Um, surprised he didn't get home on a sack, but I could see him doing it this week. Melvin Ingram against Kansas City. He had the interception last week. Melvin Ingram's just a do-it-all kind of guy. Um, I just hope he stays healthy all 16. I'd love to see what we get out of him. Uh, DeForest Buckner at 23. Again, the Minnesota thing. He was a little bit – he had the most snaps of anyone on the Colts defensive line, which was nice to see, but – he did not get home last week against Jacksonville, but I mean Minshew's got that magic. So you know I can't hold that against them. You know Minshew's got mad, you know, Minshew magic. You're just not going to get home as many times as you want to. But he has played Kirk Cousins, my dude, who loves to get sacked. He loves to get fumble, fumble stuff all over the place. So DeForest Buckner could have a nice bounce back week. And then uh, Trey Flowers comes in at 24, gets Green Bay. That's a tough assignment, but Trey Flowers has just been consistent. You know he's at 24. I'm not playing him excitedly as my DL1, but I'm looking for ways to get Trey Flowers into my lineup. Had a forced fumble this last week. That's something that he's 
he's just a really good disrupt like guys that are disruptive i was like oh he's disruptive and they talk about pressures and i'm like show me like stats like and trey flowers is one of those guys i mean he has he's consistently gets fump force fumbles which you'll notice there are certain guys that can and do do that you know chase chase young for instance you can tell they're trying to get the force fumble tj watt tries to get force fumbles a lot um Miles Garrett, you see him reaching out a lot. Trey Flowers does the same thing. They're trying to strip the ball when they can't get there. Just because they can't get their shoulder into a guy, they're putting they're trying to get their hands out there just into space and knock that ball loose. So love Trey Flowers this week. He comes in at 24 for me. So I'm going to read this back to you guys again. Bear with me if I mess this up because this list is a little bit complex. I'm looking at two different lists. But top 24 defensive linemen going into week two, I got Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Cameron Hayward, Miles Garrett, Cameron Jordan, Chandler Jones, Joey Bosa, Dante Fowler, Sam Hubbard, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Chris Jones, J.J. Watt, Grady Jarrett, Carlos Dunlop, Chase Young, Frank Clark, Demarcus Lawrence, Justin Houston, Eric Armstead, Calais Campbell, Melvin Ingram, DeForest Buckner, and Trey Flowers. So, like I said, the full list, you guys can see all. I think I got about 50 in my rankings on idparmy.com. Go check those out. Those will be updated as news comes in, as things change. Guys, if you see some of this, you hear this, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if things change, my rankings will be updated. So go check them out. They might be updated by the time you hear this. So, you know, some blurb might come out. You know, maybe Joey Bosa's elbow's broken. God forbid, knock on wood. He's going to go down in my rankings. He probably won't be there anymore. So keep an eye out for that after the show. So let's move on to the linebackers. Uh, this is a little bit more, this will probably be a little less tedious. Sorry if I'm a little long-winded today, guys. Um, so my top 12 guys at linebacker this week, the first two are the same as last week. we got Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith, Darius Leonard uh, coming in at three, Joe Schobert at four, Blake Martinez at five, Roquan Smith at six, Corey Littleton, seven, Levante David, eight, Jordan Hicks, Nine, Shaq Thompson, 10, DeMario Davis, 11, and Miles Jack rounding us out in the top 12. Bobby Wagner gets New England. Um, New England was the team that just gave Jerome Baker that monster week. Um, their run-heavy team, a lot of short stuff over the middle of the field, it seems like, so there's going to be tackle opportunities. Uh, Bobby Wagner should eat this week. He had a great week this last week, don't get me wrong. He had 17 points. Nothing huge, nothing, to, you know, Win your week, but definitely did not let your team down. So, Bobby Wagner, you're still playing him, obviously, with confidence. I think he's going to have a big week. If Jerome Baker can get those kind of points, we already know Bobby Wagner's got that floor. What kind of ceiling does he have this week? So, that's going to be fun to watch. Jalen Smith comes in at two again, gets Atlanta. This should be a busy team. Um, you know, this team gave Bobby Wagner his 17 points last week. Um, Leighton Vanderush is hurt. Oh, that's something else I should have brought up. Leighton Vanderush broke his collarbone. He's going to be out for a while, guys, so he's not in my rankings. Um, but Vanderush is now – sorry. Vanderush is out for a couple of weeks, or at least six weeks, I think. So Jalen Smith is at number two for me. Great matchup. Love that. Darius Leonard obviously should be – you know, he's going to be a perennial top three guy. Honestly, a lot of the season, these top three, four, five guys are just going to be switched out a little bit based on how I like their matchup, but they're probably not going to change a lot. You might have a dark horse contender shoot up the rankings, but um, these guys are the guys that you're going to want to play every week. Uh, Darius Leonard, Minnesota, great matchup against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Dalvin Cook should be running in a lot. We should be getting, you know, there should be disruptive play potential for interceptions or sacks on Kirk Cousins. So, this should be a good game. There should be a lot of IDP relevance. I think he'll have he'll have a better game than he did last week, I think. So Joe Schobert comes in at four. Didn't have a mind-blowing week this last week, but he still played 100% of snaps for Jacksonville. And we know what Joe Schobert is. I mean, he's a do-it-all kind of – I mean, he's like a Darius Leonard light. You know I mean? He's not as talented, but he is, he's very capable. Blake Martinez comes in at five versus Chicago. What did we see from Blake Martinez this last week? Same thing we always see from Blake Martinez. Dude just flying across the field making tackles. There's no business being there. He's sneaking in for that tackle. Um, he's like, you know what? I'm out here. I'm going to prove that I'm worth something. So he he had some good tackles last week. You're going to see him against Chicago, which is not a very um, not a very creative team. So I expect him to do very well against them. And he has a lot of experience against Chicago, too. I mean, coming from Green Bay. So he's coming in, in my top five. Roquan Smith, another guy in that same matchup. He will be playing. 
the Giants, um, Roquan Smith played nine, over 95% of snaps this last week, something he's only done a handful of times in his career. So maybe he's looking at becoming a true three-down, 100% kind of snap guy. Corey Littleton comes in at seven. He gets the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, I mean, you know what the Saints are. They're going to have a lot of plays. Michael Thomas is gone, so they're going to be a little out of sorts probably. So I expect Corey Littleton to cash in this week. Levante David. He's he's a beast. I mean, he and Devin White were both really, really good this last week. Both put up over 20, I think 22 and 23 points respectively in that game against New Orleans. So <clears throat> there's a little uh, confidence boost for you for Corey Littleton this week. He should produce Jordan Hicks coming in at nine. He had a, you know, he just came up shy of a sack, I, I believe, or an inter. Oh, he just came up short of an interception this last week. So he had an even bigger game. Um he gets Washington. That's an okay matchup. Jordan Hicks is a tackle monster. Isaiah Simmons, guys, only played like a dozen snaps or something. He got burned pretty early by Raheem Mostert. So it was Devondre Campbell and Jordan Hicks uh, out there. And, I mean, playing the 49ers in your first game of the, you know, your career is a tough matchup. I mean, it wasn't like he got out there against, you know, the Jets or something where he could look good or Baker Mayfield where he could look good. You know, he's playing a very well-oiled machine in that 49ers team, and they took advantage of him. So maybe he gets out there a little bit more this week, but uh, you're firing up Jordan Hicks and Devondre Campbell. Those are the guys you really want there right now. Shaq Thompson had a good game, kind of proved himself to be you know worthy of the spot that he's in. It's Tampa Bay. Should be plenty of passing uh, you know, attack there as well as running attack there um, from old Plod McBod, uh, <laughs> Fournette, and Rojo. Um, wonder if, or then we got Demario Davis at 11. Obviously, Demario Davis, you guys know I love him. He's another one of those guys. He does it all over the place. He's similar to Jalen Smith and Darius Leonard, and you know, even kind of like a TJ Watt type, where it's like you don't need the high tackle numbers to call it a week for him and have a great week for him. You know, he only had six or seven tackles this like week, but he got home on a sack, which is something he does consistently. I think he has five or six sacks almost every year, three or four sacks almost every year for the past four or five years. So he's consistently getting you points in ways that maybe aren't um, chartable, maybe aren't plot points on a graph somewhere, maybe aren't predictable. But, I mean, this is fantasy football. You can't predict it. If everybody was predicting things accurately, this you wouldn't need me to talk to you th- talk you through these these things. So Dwayne Davis is the guy that you can count on. And then Miles Jack, who was probably the biggest surprise of week one, he came out here the second best game behind Jerome Baker. He put up 30, 30 points, I believe, in IDP 1, 2, 3 scoring. Monster tackle numbers. He got home on a sack as well. Um, seems like that weak side move for him seems to be working out well. Um, he's worked his way into the twelve top 12 just like that. I mean, we know he can be an every-down player. We know he can stay healthy, which is something that some guys on this list have had trouble with. And with Joe Schobert playing next to him and he's not having to overthink and be responsible, he can just kind of be an instinctful linebacker. Um, he could be in a position to thrive this year. So I'm going to read back my top 12 again to you guys. <clears throat> For week two, we have Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith, Darius Leonard, Joe Schobert, Blake Martinez, Roquan Smith, Corey Littleton, Levante David, Jordan Hicks, Shaq Thompson, Demario Davis. And rounding out the top 12, we have Miles Jack. So I'm going to read you guys 13 through 24 now. Break those down. Zach Cunningham comes in at 13 for me. I love Zach Cunningham. Um, He gets Baltimore. That's a good matchup. He was in the top 12, but I just kept tinkering, and he he fell just a little outside of it. So don't think that Zach Cunningham being at 13 means I'm fading Zach Cunningham. It just didn't work out this week for him to get into my top 12. Love the Baltimore matchup. so I think that'll be good for him. Devin White, he came in at 14. He is wearing the green dot, um, but I still have him a little lower than Levante David just because, again, like Levante David is the alpha dog. Like maybe he's not the you know, the leader or the coach on the field right now or the one calling the plays, but when push comes to shove, I want Levante David over Devin Bush or Devin White still. Um, great matchup, still at 14. Obviously, he could have a one kind of week, a linebacker one week. I have not faded him that much. Um, <clears throat> TJ Watt, I've already mentioned him in my DL rankings. He's at 15 right now in my linebacker rankings. I've kind of lowered him in my linebacker rankings just as a gamemanship kind of thing because a lot of people rank him. He's, I still Let's put it this way. I'm still higher on TJ Watt than consensus at 15. So um, Devin Bush, another guy, he gets Denver. They both get Denver. Um, Denver played okay the other night. They didn't give up a lot of points to the linebackers for um, – the Titans, but Devin Bush and TJ Watt are a different breed. Uh, Danny Trevathan comes in at 17. He gets the Giants. 
Love Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith. Danny Trevathan, those are both guys you're going to want to start every week. Danny Trevathan is still, you know, fading him a little bit just because he's a little older. He's not quite as athletic as uh, Roquan Smith, so he's a little lower on the list. Jalen Brown did not have a great week this last week. I think he only had like two or three or four points. Um, didn't hear much about it on Twitter. Didn't see much about it on Twitter. Um, Rashawn Evans got himself kicked out of that game. So if you were going to the Monday night game with both of them on your roster, and you're like, hell yeah, man, I got Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. Let's get me those 30 points. It didn't happen. Um, I think you ended up with about five. That hurt, guys. I feel your pain, too. I don't understand it. I want to. I, I cried out to the heavens, why me? God, why me? When Rashawn Evans got his ass kicked out, but whatever. We move on. We prevail. Um, he gets Jacksonville this week, so we'll see what happens there. He's still a top 20 play for me. Chandler Jones, who is obviously he's much higher in my DL rankings. He's top 10 guy. I have him at 19 this week against Washington as a linebacker. Christian Kirksey got him at 20. Uh, had a pretty good week his first week with the new team. Wasn't a mind-blowing week, it wasn't, but it definitely didn't let you down necessarily. Deion Jones, similar situation, didn't let you down, but didn't really blow up. I got him at 21. He plays Dallas. Jerome Baker, I got him at 22. Now you're like, oh, Jerome Baker, he should be number one. You know, he's amazing. Well, he is good. Um, and he does get Buffalo, which apparently Buffalo is a pass happy, a pass, ta- a pass attack, high play number, high, high, high play game team now. So Jerome Baker should be in another good spot. So he's in my top 22. Uh, he's at 22. Uh, if he puts up another good week, like another monster week, um, yeah, I mean, you might see him in my top 15 next week. We'll see. Fred Warner, 23, and Patrick Queen, 24. <clears throat> You're like, oh, Jordan, you hate Patrick Queen. I don't hate Patrick Queen, okay? I just don't – I'm not, like, obsessed with Patrick Queen, okay? Like, I'm not, like – I'm just not obsessed with him. He had a good game, only played, like, 80-something percent of snaps, but he played the Browns, guys. I mean, Browns suck. Um, he was in a position to succeed right out the gates. He did succeed right out the gates. I'm happy for him. Uh, but you know, he didn't play hundred percent snaps. People will fade linebackers because they're normally playing 80% of the snaps, 85% of the snaps. He only played 85% of the snaps. So if you're going to fade guys, you know, do it consistently. So I still like him though. I think he's going to be all right. Right behind him. This isn't top 24, but right behind him immediately after him at 25 is Kenneth Murray. who played more snaps, didn't have a monster game. So you have two rookies that I think deem are very playable. A couple of guys that you did not see on this list. Um, Zadarius Smith, he's at 26. Eric Kendricks is at 28. Micah Kaiser, who I was a little too low on, it looks like, over the offseason, he comes in at 29. So these are guys are all playable. But I'm going to read back my top 24 linebackers again to you guys, um, just straight down the list. Comments, questions, hit me up on Twitter, at Fifty Shades of Drunk. Um, Leave a comment in the YouTube section. I'll try to get back to you guys. We have three or four days before this, uh, you know, we have three days before we get actual Sunday morning football. Sunday, IDP Army Livecast will be on this channel on the YouTube's uh, IDP 411 as well. So if you guys want to grill me over my rankings, hit me up on Sunday morning. So top 24, we have Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith, Darius Leonard, Joe Schobert, Blake Martinez, Roquan Smith, Corey Littleton, Levante David, Jordan Hicks, Shaq Thompson, Demario Davis, and Miles Jack for my top 12. And then my next 12, we have Zach Cunningham, Devin White, TJ Watt, Devin Bush Jr., Danny Trevathan, Jayon Brown, Chandler Jones, Christian Kirksey, Deion Jones, Jerome Baker, Fred Warner, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray. Oh, Kenneth Murray's 25. He's your bonus guy. So those are my top 24, 25 linebackers going into week two. Um, Some guys you will not see on this list, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, they're both getting faded right now because they're both hurt. I don't know if they're going to play or not. They could very well go up the rankings if we get, you know, the all systems go from the coaches um, in Buffalo. But keep an eye on the rankings throughout the rest of the week, and they may push their way back up into that top 24. But I'm just a little worried right now. I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. So they're in the rankings. They're just a little bit lower. So let's finish this thing out. As I said on the show this last week, let's finish this puppy out. <laughs> um, defensive backs, guys. Let's go ahead and walk through my top 12. Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Landon Collins. This is similar to the linebacker thing. These guys are going to be top plays every week unless something terrible happens to them. Sorry, getting a little sip of this coffee. <clears throat> Jamal Adams gets New England. He's going to ball. 
I, I don't even, I'm not going to waste my time. Play Jamal Adams confidently every day of the week. <clears throat> Buda Baker, tackle monster. We saw that. He came out week one. This mofo has like 15 tackles. Buda Baker is different. Okay. He's special. So he's my number two guy, Jamal Adams, Buda Baker. I don't have a team with that combo, but you better believe that I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to acquire that combo, at, that duo at DB here in the next week or two. Um, not a great time to buy either of them because they both finished in the top 12 this week. So I might wait till somebody has a concussion or something. I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Knock on wood. Would love to have that tandem. Landon Collins comes in at three. He gets Arizona, Buda Baker, and uh, Buda Baker and Landon Collins both play each other. So that'll be fun if you do have that tandem in the same game. Um, Landon Collins, we know what he is. He didn't have a great week, but I still have confidence in him. Tracy Walker was like, oh my gosh, Tracy Walker, he's. He's playing with the second team. He's barely going to see snaps, blah, 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 blah. No, whatever. Uh, he played like 80-something percent of snaps. Oh, it's not 100% of snaps. Fine. I don't care. He doesn't need 100% of snaps to be productive, as we obviously saw this last week. I think he led the team in tackles. Um, he had a tackle for loss still, I believe. He's he's a busy guy. He almost had an interception. He had a pass deflection. Tracy Walker is probably the best defensive player on the Detroit Lions, and I will take Tracy Walker – on 70% of snaps over a guy like a Trey Boston at 100% of snaps, guys. I mean, sometimes snaps are great, and but they're not the end-all, be-all. They don't score you fantasy points. So some people, I think, obsess a little bit too much about them. Not to say that they're not very important, but I'm just giving you guys a different point of view over here. I know pretty much everywhere else you listen to RDP content, they're going to just beat that into your head that you have to be a 100% snap guy to matter, and that's always going to be the tiebreaker. For me, sometimes the tiebreaker is going to be talent. You know, can you get it done? You know, you don't need that many snaps to put up as many points as a bum. So Tracy Walker is high for me. John Johnson, quiet week. <clears throat> Still at five for me this week. Uh, plays Philadelphia. If Carson Wentz is, I just, I see there, I see tackle opportunities. I see big play opportunities this week for John Johnson. I'm not fading him coming off the quiet week. Quickly sidebar here. Um, Taylor Rapp. A lot of people are panicking about Taylor Rapp because it's last week. Uh, something I somebody said he had an injury in camp, which I was I guess I was completely unaware of. They're trying to ease him back in. Um, so that's kind of why he shit the bed this last week for you. He's not my top twelve this week. He's a lot lower this week because I need to see him be on the field for one hundred percent of snaps or close to one hundred percent of snaps before I get him back up there. Uh, Jonathan Abram at six. I was worried about Jonathan Abram. I actually just traded Jonathan Abram in the only league I had him. Last Tuesday, shout out to my man uh, Hammer from Hammercast. Got a little, got a little something, something done with him. I sent him Jonathan Abram, somebody else, and I don't even remember what else I sent him. But basically, I got Terry McLaren, which I'm trying to get Terry McLaren in every single one of my dynasty leagues, and I think you should too. And I was willing to pay. You know, he I, I gave up two defense, two good defensive backs, and something else. I don't really Deontay Johnson. So I gave up a good bit for Terry, but um, Jonathan Abram, he's. He looks like he's as advertised. He gets New Orleans, which is going to be a cushy matchup for him. Should be a lot of offensive plays on the New Orleans side of the ball. Lots of opportunities for Jonathan Abram to produce for you. He's at number six. Jordan Poyer at seven. Harrison Smith at eight. Jabril Peppers at nine. These guys are, you know, these are guys you usually can count on on your team. Did not come through with a big week for you. <clears throat> but um, I'm not fading them yet. You know, I'm not taking them down yet. Harrison Smith is an impact play kind of guy. Jabril Peppers can be an impact play guy, and Jabril Peppers can be a tackle guy. Tackles just did not fall his way this last week, um, but I'm expecting bigger things. There was a moment where we thought Jabril Peppers got hurt on Monday night, or at least I thought he did, but he came right back out, so that was good. He also looks like he's getting the punt returns again, which he did not get much last year, if I remember correctly. He was catching like almost every punt return. So if you're in a punt return, kick return league, um, Peppers could have an explosive play for you and really send you over the top in one of those weeks where maybe he does get five tackles instead of eight or nine. Um, so he's he's a guy with upside in spots that some in ways that some of these other guys just don't have it with his uh, with his ability there. Uh, Tim Von Bell not a big not a great day this last week, but he's still he wearing the green dot. He's out there for like every basically every snap. Um, gets the Browns tonight. Uh, Sean Williams is still hurt, so we know Von Bell is securely in that spot. There's not really anybody coming in to spell him out. And Jesse Bates as well. I 
good game for them come incoming tonight. I'm really hopeful. It'll be fun to watch them. This will be the first, you know, kind of night where we've seen some things happen. So we kind of have storylines developing right in front of us. We're going to be able to watch these guys play. So he and Jesse Bates will be fun to watch. And Tyra Matthew finishing out my top 12. <clears throat> um, love me some Honey Badger. Honey Badger just don't care. You already know. L.A. Chargers should be a good game for him. This is a divisional game. Um, a lot on the line. So... <clears throat> Top 12, I'm reading back to you again. Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Landon Collins, Tracy Walker, John Johnson, Jonathan Abram, Jordan Poyer, Harrison Smith, Jabril Peppers, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Tyron Matthew. So I'm going to read now. I'm going to read the next 12 to finish out my top 24 for you guys. <clears throat> this is a fun one. At 13, we have Jeremy Chin. Um, Jeremy Chin was a guy that had a lot of hype in the offseason, and it looks like it was justified. I mean, you're playing him at linebacker. He played, at, I think, every snap this last week. And he, this team's going to be bad. Um, this defense is not going to be great. Jeremy Chin is going to eat. I mean, he should just get tackle on tackle on tackle on tackle on tackle. He'll probably be in, I mean, he has another good, decent week. He'll be in the top 10 next week, our top 12, I bet. Right outside this week for me at 13. Gets Tampa Bay, which is going to be a good, you know, a juicy matchup for some tackles. So love Jeremy Chin this week. Terrell Edmonds at 14. And Marcus May at 15. I think I had Marcus May at about 27, 28 last week. Um, moved him up. You know, he had a great big game. Looks like he's going to be that guy playing that Jamal Adams role, which they've been saying he's going to do. I didn't believe it until I saw it. I saw it happen. My man, Greg Thompson, who was on the IDP 401 with us back in May, he said, and I quote, if something happens to Jamal Adams, Marcus May is going to be the guy you're going to want to have. That's what he said to us. I listened to him. I remembered it. I bookmarked it. I just didn't draft Marcus May. But I picked him up on some waivers uh, because he was out there still. You know, he's not a flashy name. He's not a sexy name. He's not a fun name. Didn't appear to have a lot of upside, you know, especially with the injury thing. It's a little scary. You know, summer's over, though. I mean, we're in the season now. He's up the rankings. And I expect big things from him going forward because he seems to be utilized in a, in a high leverage kind of way. Um, Chuck Clark didn't have a great day, didn't have a bad day. I still like me some Chuck Clark. He comes in at 16. Kari Willis got himself a sack last week, which is nice to see from a strong safety. He had a couple of tackles, nothing huge, though. But there wasn't really any monster days at all from anybody um, from Indianapolis last week on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully they can get it together a little bit this week. Still have Kari Willis in my top 20. Justin Simmons. Get Pittsburgh, we know Justin Simmons loves to get those pass deflections. He's that's where he got most of his points last year in IDP one two three scoring. He had a huge number of pass deflections that really boosted him up because of the fact he did not have a super high tackle number. Um, so should be a good situation for him. Big Ben throws a lot, not necessarily deep, but he throws a lot. So should be a good situation for Justin Simmons to get a couple of those easy pass deflections, maybe a tackle for a loss, maybe some ta- you know some easy tackles. Um, let's see here. Next, we got Kevin Byard, Beard Byard. I don't know how to say his name properly, guys. I'm sorry. 19. Against Jacksonville. Had a pretty decent game this last week against Denver. He's in my top 20. Keanu Neal, I got him at 20. I'm, I don't know. Keanu Neal, I mean, I'm putting him in my top 20. I'm not, I don't own him anywhere, roster him anywhere. I'm not playing him anywhere. If I have him, I'm probably playing him because he gets Dallas. I expect that to be an okay matchup. But um, he's just not a player that has been overly. He's just not somebody I'm super excited about. Well, I need to see a couple of big games, but we'll see. Adrian Phillips, he was uh, – he pretty much did everything I thought Kyle Duggar was going to do. Kyle Duggar is dust right now, guys. I don't think he can play a snap after all the hype coming out. Um, I put all my eggs in the Kyle Duggar basket when we had the Kyle Duggar-Jeremy Chin situation going on. And right out the gates right now, it looks like I fucked up. Should have picked up Chin, not Duggar, but – We'll see how the season plays out. Things are, we only have one weekend. But Adrian Phillips, he's probably if he's on your waiver wire, you definitely want to roster him. Um, he was had an interception, had some tackles this last week. He didn't play every snap, but I don't think anybody in New England's going to play every snap. Sometimes you just got. I mean, again, snaps are good. They're great. They're a wonderful indicator of potential points. But you know, just because somebody plays every snap doesn't mean they're going to score. Just because somebody doesn't play every snap doesn't mean they're not going to score. So, Minka Fitzpatrick comes in at twenty-two. Marcus Peters at 23, and Davis White at 24. These are all my guys that are not my tackle guys, but these are my disruptive. These are my interception guys, pass deflection guys. Um, not big weeks from anybody really last week. Marcus Peters was okay. Davis White was not great last week. But I guess Miami this week, 
I mean, we know Fitzpat Magic likes to throw a couple interceptions, so we'll see what happens. And yeah, like I said Minka Fitzpatrick is at 22. Um, I you know this could be a big play week for him. Denver quiet last week. You know we know Minka Fitzpatrick is swaggy as they come, so not fading him too much. So give you guys that 26th man. That 20 or that 25th man was uh, for me is Michael Jenkins. He is playing the Raiders. So read off my top 24 defensive backs for you guys for week two. Got Jamal Adams at one, Buda Baker at two, Landon Collins, Tracy Walker, John Johnson, Jonathan Abram, Jordan Poyer, Harrison Smith, Jabril Peppers, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Tyron Matthew in my top 12. And then my top 24 to finish out 13 through 24. We got Jeremy Chin, Terrell Edmonds, Marcus May, Chuck Clark, Kari Willis, Justin Simmons, Kevin Byard, Keanu Neal, Adrian Phillips, Minka Fitzpatrick, Marcus Peters, and Tredavious White. <clears throat> that is my thoughts. Those are my setup for the week, guys. Those are my IDP rankings for week two. Again, those can change. They probably will. They will be adjusted. I mean, not to say probably. They will be updated as news comes in, as things change. These rankings are not set in stone. It is Thursday. I have to, you know, we have two days of information, practice reports to come out. So things will probably change a little bit. IDPArmy.com. There's only like three tabs on the site. I think there's like the homepage. There's the weekly rankings page. There's like the original IDP one, two, three scoring write-up page. And that's it. I think maybe my redraft rankings are up there still, but that might, that tab might be taken down by now. Um, so check out the site. If you guys want to see what's up with uh, the full rankings, uh, you know, by position. And yeah, I guess that's it for me. IDP army. We're right at 50 minutes. You know, I want to keep the show under an hour. Appreciate you guys. Did not read a show review today. Sorry. It's kind of early in the morning. I was going to do this last night, but it just didn't work out. Um, but I will definitely do my best to read a show review next week. I appreciate that from you guys. Hit me up with all those questions, comments, and or smart-ass remarks. You know where to find me on Twitter, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Um, yeah, and quickly before I get off here, um, check out the Patreon, for patreon.com forward slash gas. That is uh, Ray Ray Jar- Jarvins. You know that's his Patreon channel, our group. Um, you know the Destination Devi. He's got a lot of good things going on over there. And one thing he's taking more interest in is IDP. Um, and I've you know we have kind of a mutual good working relationship where I'm helping him with his IDP community within his Devi community. So guys, join that. Join like the all conference tier, I believe. Ask to get in the IDP channel. I am in that channel. I'm talking to guys, helping them make start sit decisions just talking about players, you know, it's kind of a, it's a different, different vibe than Twitter, different spot, you know, different group of people. Um, so we're doing start. We're talking about who we're starting. We're talking about who's hurt. We're talking about dynasty rosters, we're talking about deep rosters. We're talking about guys that got three D IDP spots. I mean, everything, anything goes over there. So join that community guys. That's where I'm at generally um, as a priority <clears throat> throughout the season. And yeah, leave a rating and review. Join us Sunday morning on the IDP 411, uh, the IDP Army livecast. We'll be doing start stits. That'll be at 11 o'clock Eastern, I believe. And yeah, IDP Army, appreciate you guys. Go out there, kick some ass, tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it.